What's up, everybody? I'm Brian Barrett, former Boston sports radio guy and now host of the new Ringer show, Off the Pike, that'll cover your favorite Boston teams and stories. From Fenway to Foxborough to the Garden and beyond, we're reacting to all the biggest games and moments with episodes at least three times a week featuring myself and some of your favorite guests at the Ringer and in the city. Plus, if the Celtics or the Pats make a surprise trade, if the Red Sox go on a run, or if any news breaks, we'll drop bonus instant reaction episodes too so you're always up to date with the latest chatter. Get in on the action and follow off the bike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. Well, we are back from Vegas like we spent a month there one night. Even though we didn't go out, there was no drinking, there was no partying, there was nothing like that. I feel like I've been hit by a train. (laughs) Don't tell me you have COVID. That city saps, don't say that word, saps the life (laughs) out of anything living and breathing. It is unbelievable. 2022 is the year. They're smoking allowed indoors. What is happening? Yeah, where are we? I, I, I have... I could do a whole podcast. Simmons has all these other podcasts. How about Terrible Cities in America? Here's your host. I could take that one for Really him. like to alienate all those in those cities. I don't want anybody from that city listening to the show. I'll tell you that right now. Those Raiders fans, get out of here. We don't want you. Anyways. Um, hey, welcome back, Influencer of the Year. That's my main topic to hit on when we start the That's podcast. What, and then so. you say, welcome back, Co-Influencer of the Year. I figured you would say that. <laughs> Some people might choose to say that. I don't know. Your influence oh. in my decisions right now, I can tell you that. Uh, no, you you we are a mainstay in this hobby. People obviously <laughs> love you. We had, uh, I think the influencer of the year one was the one that, uh, by the way, we were saying that because we happened to win that. We weren't pushing for that one, by the way. That one was an interesting win. Uh, we were hoping to for podcast of the year, and we got that. I wanted podcast of the year because they yeah. were the best at that. Here's, here's my take with influencer of the year, though. First of all, someone put it really well when they said you've claimed that the influencers are donkeys and therefore what does that mean about us? Correct. And I said, absolutely. <laughs> we are, yeah, yeah. If you, if your attempt in making any type of content is to influence people, yeah. well, that's not even true. Cause I, that is my intent here. Honestly, we try to influence people to be, you know, Hey, don't just listen to stupid fads, choose very wisely who you listen to. Mm-hmm. And there are some, cause I also heard too, it was like Gary V had some votes for that DJ ski. I am glad, and it's not a shot at either one of those guys, because there was some other ones, Steve Aoki, which, again, I was like, I don't know. I'm glad no one like that won that award. Like, if, if those guys are influencers of the year in, in a hobby space, mm-hmm. you've got a serious issue. Like, those are not people in the hobby day to day. Yeah. They should not be winning awards like that. It's not to say that we should be. But, like, I think of people who influence things in this hobby, like Jeff Wilson, which we had a great meeting, sit down with Jeff, as a matter of fact, in Vegas. Jeff comes to mind. Yeah. I, I feel like if he says to buy or sell something. People go out and do it. I think he could influence that more than any other voice in the hobby. Probably, well, just because of the audience I, I think we're in, I think we could do that as well. But With I, a I YouTube do, audience, I yeah. think he could do that as well as anybody. Mm-hmm. I think Chris and Josh and Christina at Card Ladder, mm-hmm. uh, reverse order, by the way, Christina, Chris, Josh, order of importance, obviously. Thank you. Um, I think they could influence someone to do a deep dive on research and like to spend time researching things in the hobby with their analytics and that take. I think sports card radio could influence people more in the hobby to like sniff out a, a scam, a scandal, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think we can do those things as well because of the microphone we have. But I did want to make sure like we address this because I, I do. If you're you are influenced, my whole big thing is like I, I we try to do some of that all, all over. Like I, I tell you, I try to be super transparent with what I'm buying and selling. So, you know, where are we spending our money and when are we spending it? 
That way you can, Hey, if you think, Hey, these guys have an idea what's going on. We want to imitate that fine. Or Hey, Mike's, you know, Mike's buying judge cards at the worst possible time. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no problem. My big thing with that, that is just, you have to be transparent about it. We stopped the straight cash homie thing well over a year ago at this point. Cause it was doing just that. Like, Hey, Emmett Smith cards are crazy cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, did you remember the first few times we did that? Well, it's not to say that we haven't done it since then, but it did. We saw a reaction in the market and that's one yeah. of the reasons why we stopped. Yeah. I was like, Hey, this Kobe card is crazy cheap. Well, how is it only a hundred bucks? The next day it's $550. The Duncan and the Emmett Smith. I remember the. Remember when we were doing that on purpose, scamming people and going out and selling the cards right after we did it? That was so good. I do. I sold that Colby PSA 9, by the way. (laughs) That one, and that's when I felt terrible because then it dropped and I was like, yeah, we're done. We're not going to. So I, I can say this. That was a I, joke, by the way, because Mike did reinforce that joke as as a truth, but we weren't purposely doing that. I just need to clarify. Mike be scamming. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it is. By the, I mean, I just, that word takes on such a horrible connotation and it's because people abuse it. But I guess at the end of the day, we do try to influence people. Like, hey, think for yourself. Don't listen to anybody with a microphone, ourselves included, just blindly. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. You know, make sure you're not just, and don't get caught up with some of these stupid hobby terms we hear, like just collect what you love. Yeah. After you research the price and make sure it's a decent deal, you know, don't buy into bubble type things that are happening in the hobby. So I, I don't know. I was very much on the fence about that whole thing. There's your rundown. Yeah. Well, then too, I got like messages and people talking. I was like, I don't. What the, to be fair though, the majority of messages were all super positive. Like there were some, there's always going to be people who think that the worst of everything that you get. So influencer is a bad thing. But for a lot of people, influencer doesn't mean anything bad. But so, the podcast meant something. I mean, we pushed for that. We plugged cool. that. We made it. We made it a point because I think we are the best podcast in the space. I think we're at, more entertaining than anybody, and I think we cover all of those other topics as well, if not better than anybody as well. Before we keep going, I do want to just let people know because we have a few things we're going to talk about. We do want to continue to cover some of the co- uh, summit talk things that went on. We had a, a very strong stance on Monday. Uh, of this week's episode. We're going to update that stance a little bit. Uh, We want to talk about also the So Rare event. Just as a note, guys, that So Rare event is going on right now for the very first week, the first competition. Uh, You would want to sign up before noon Eastern time tomorrow, October 7th, to be able to enter. Again, prizes this week are going to include uh, authentic jerseys for second and third place as well as first place winner gets to choose two tickets to an ALCS or NLCS game of their choice. Uh, one thing, please, on the Silver platform. Oh, hang on, let me, let me, un- I don't want to hear this part. Go, <laughs> take my headphones. Everything off. is subject to relevant terms and conditions. I've never had to say that before, but it is important that uh, everyone knows that. But all these uh, re- rewards, all the card rewards, all this stuff is uh, MLB prizing. There's no money involved, so. Uh, we are going to update you on how to win better, though. And we'll do our lineups ourselves. Yeah, we'll there's going to be some cool stuff coming up. Uh, Nick Swisher will also be on very shortly. He's got a charity that we're going to talk about, as well as his four foyer. For, uh, his, the uh, room in his house? <laughs> foyer? His, his uh, reaching out into the card world. And uh, a few what other things what we'll put in your mailbag. What, fo- what are you talking uh, about? A f- Chris, do you know the word that I'm thinking of? Oh, oh we have a whoa, new. Whoa. Chris a, has his own avatar, by the way. Look at this. That, yeah, it's from Boondock Saints. Yeah, but Mike just has his name on the blank screen. Oh, right? yeah. No, he, okay. he comes prepared. I like Chris that. is not messing around here. I like this. Foray. Ah, oh, man, I'm Soiree? saying it wrong. No, Foyer. no, the listeners know. Fortress. I sound like a dummy. Mailbag. Oh, hang on, Chris. Oh, has it. Chris. Foray sounds right. Foray. It is. Is that right? But is it right? Like foray when you're moving out into something. 
Yeah. Right. Is that where you're going for? Like it, it, I'm a saying foray, a movement. <laughs> I can already yeah. tell. Chris went to college like you did. Two couple I of college not. couple you did oh uh, never mind, Chris on my team. You so. and me watched a lot of Jeopardy, and that's where I learned it. Uh and then your mailbag. So big picture time. I mean, that was yeah, that was the influencer thing was my big deal. I'm curious your takeaways. I mean, you know, so I want to update my takeaway. Because okay, on Monday's episode, we had a, a strong take that it was still nothing happening with Panini Fanatics. There was a, a wait, what? Is that what you're, I thought that was our take Monday. Oh, no, I'm talking about the industry summit. Just like in oh, general. Oh, we thought it was whelming. Yeah, Not yeah, over yeah. or under. At this point, I would continue that statement. My my thought of like it being the old man show basically is not that far off uh, from there. It is very interesting to see how the hobby reacts because the fact that we won some of these awards, I think is awesome. But the fact that we won influencer of the year award, I think there are some people like certain audiences like Pac-Man, like some of the YouTube audiences that have hundreds of thousands of followers and they probably haven't heard of us. Now, does that mean that they're super hobby relevant? I think this is for like the super hardcore hobbyists, the summit. Agreed. I, I think there are some people who would say they're in the hobby, but they would have no idea even about this event. So if you are super into the hobby, it is maybe you're whelmed to over to overwhelmed, not you're un- underwhelmed by it. Yeah. You, you may be underwhelmed by this if you were not super into the hobby, but if you are, are like one of these guys who's been there for years, you, you would really appreciate it. Now, as far as how I think feel like the whole thing went, the rest of the show was really nice. Like we had a lot of guys come up and talk. It was really great. I think they should get rid of the card show at the beginning. I don't Correct. think they need that at all. I think that if they do a little bit more push as far as like bringing in other talents, bringing in some other people, like some something fun or entertaining. Cause it, it was, it just felt like more of a, a business situation. Whereas mint, I compared it to a lot, a lot of mint things because that was also a business to business event. I think they could do a little bit better in the future. That's my overall take. Yeah, overall, I mean, I, it was good to go. We made some nice, it was, as we had some meetings there that I don't think we would ever have again if we weren't there at the same time in person with some of these people. So mm-hmm. that, so for that reason, it was beneficial. There's a few things. I, some of the things actually too were good. They had a, a whole panel on like the LCS. They had a breaker panel. A couple of those I actually sat through and thought, okay, these are, these are decent. Like there's some decent stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the women in the hobby thing was rough. I, oh, we talked about that the other day. I think we talked about that before it even happened on Monday, right? It yeah. had not happened yet. Yeah. Brian Gray sat up there. I like, there, there is nothing more useless and offensive than being like, Hey, you know, you know, come, come along girls. We're going to show you how, how you can be treated like one of the boys. Here's an idea. Just talk to people like normal people. I get that he was pushing like he was no. a pro person, but it, it doesn't come across. He that comes way. across as his arrogant savior. It is brutal. Like literally the line was, you know, at the mint and at these other events, the women are in the back and no one's listening. I sat in on some of those panels. I listened to most of those. Yeah. By the way, why do we need women in the hobby panel? Just have those women on some of the panels. Yeah, just a normal Christina panel. can speak to the analytics of cards better oh, than almost anybody at that hobby. Absolutely. Uh, Sharon, Shannon, Sharon, whatever Sharon. her name is, Black mm-hmm. Jada Wolf, can talk about chasing grails as well as anybody in the hobby. Like Sarah yeah. Layton could talk breaking. So I just think it like it's a little ridiculous. We don't yeah. need to have a panel for women. We just need to say, hey, you're good at this subject. Go sit on a panel. And if it happens to be men and women, oh, it's yeah. okay. I mean, I, I was it, it actively just, taking advice from Stephanie over at Mama Breaks uh, about social media stuff, how yeah. to post them. I'm like, hey, what would you do for this post? Because she knows how to do it. Yeah. So that type of thinking, ridiculous. I'm just like, this is insane. Like, we're just pandering. And I'm like, it's not, it's insulting to everybody. Just 
Leave them alone. And, and, I, and I said the same thing the other day. There's plenty of women in the hobby who are super intelligent and smart and active in the hobby. Mm-hmm. Good on them. And there's plenty of women in the hobby who have no idea what they're talking about, just like men. Yeah. You just treat people the way, I mean, it, it's very simple. I don't understand why there's this whole need to have this separation. The fact, But yeah, that, that panel I thought could have been great if it was actually just women. And then even that, I would have just rather see them dispersed throughout. But overall, I thought the panels were fine. We had our speaking thing on Tuesday. You did very well, by the way. You were up there with uh, Drip and Loop guys. By the way, apropos name. The guy from Drip. Oh, Drip by the way, Drip on. is do a great, dude, Drip is a great platform. Like their tech is awesome. That guy was, I, I almost wanted to like hand him a monster. Like, I don't know his name. Every answer was, yeah, yeah. You know, like, dude, you got to wake up. The guy from Loop, I think his name was Chris. Very accomplished resume from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Chris could speak. Chris was a very good speaker. Yeah. My question with those two and with other platforms is always, are you guys actually in the hobby? But, but however, as a public speaker, I thought Chris was the best speaker on stage. Me and Sleepy were, you know, second and third. So <laughs> I would leave it at that. Um, overall, it was, it was good content, I think, uh, for the audience. But yeah. There you go. Beck um, and Beckett also spelt the name wrong on them. On both awards, oh. sports card nonsense. So it is that. funny that the awards, one of them is mislabeled at the top. Yeah, hobby supplier of the year. Don't think that happened. Um, um, we did have some other like breaking. Well, I did want to address oh, this quick too. The Fanatics yeah. Beanie thing, because we thought, oh, we haven't heard anything. Rumor I mill. will say, we actually heard some stuff in Vegas. Let me preface this so it is very clear, because we hear things from all sorts of people, and mm-hmm. I want this to be totally clear. We heard this from actual people in person in Vegas that it seems like there is something happening here. I'm not going to get mm-hmm. much more specific than that because I was heard, we were told a couple different things from some reliable sources, but I do think we're going to have some news in the next month or two from what we heard. Again, we had heard from things that we were reporting the past couple of weeks. This was stuff that we heard on the ground in Vegas. I, I tend to lean toward it probably being true, but you know, at this point we haven't heard anything really concrete yet. So I will, I will, but nothing announced by the way, that was a big thing. All stuff's going to get announced. Yeah, Everyone's saying, yeah, it's no, any day now. Uh, the reason why I knew it was going to happen was because somebody has let us know that we will also find out before it gets announced. And we haven't, um, I didn't know that the one thing that I, I will preface is that when we mentioned before that they're not being bought, that was what we've been told that continues to hold true. The enti- that the company as an entirety, it doesn't seem like it's yes. being bought. So there may be um, other things going yeah, on. Yeah. Well, we'll the other piece of, and that's really all we have. To, I have nothing else more useful to say there. Um, the other two things, there were actually a couple pieces of news that came out at the show and here with regards to grading. So with pristine now, who's one of our other sponsors. Mm-hmm. So if you win a card from pristine auctions, you can now sub it right through them to Beckett. It's a pretty fast turnaround. It's pretty cheap. So BGS and Pristine have kind of linked up, which is, again, if you're using Pristine, it's great. You win a raw card, have them send it over. Uh, The much bigger news than that, though, is the price change with SGC today. So bulk guys are going to be lowering their prices. So uh, I'm trying to remember. Do you have this up, by the way? Do you have the... The pricing? Yeah, pull it up. I took a screenshot. So basically, I think it's 50 cards or more, and it's $18 a card now. Well, and there's also going to be some other news with... uh, group subs, but I don't know. They didn't say what that's Just going to pricing, be. I think. Yeah. But one to nine cards with SGC. And this is with a five to 10 day estimated turnaround, which is still wrong. It's like three to six, <laughs> but still. Okay. So to up to 10 cards is what? Uh, so one to nine cards is $24. 10 plus cards is $22. 20 plus cards is $20. 50 plus cards is $18. So basically 18 is the same level. If you have a subscription to PSA, cause I don't think that's open to the public yet. Although I could be wrong about that. Uh, is the same price as PSA. So the difference being, I, 
I think on average, you're going to get these back 80 to hundred days sooner, which is yeah, absolutely insane. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you SGC prices are the same as PSA. We've come out very publicly that they're not like, look at the data, mm-hmm. data, data, whatever, but it's close enough where if timing is an issue, if I've got baseball cards, I'm looking to move like SGC. And again, here's me influencing the audience. Like if I want them back in the next couple of weeks yeah. for the playoff run, SGC is the way to go with that, with new product, with stuff two to $300 and cheaper. Again, that's what I do with my SGC stuff. Like I do my reveals for that reason. I want them back quick because I want to capitalize during the season. But the fact that they're lowering prices, I do think is an important step. And so I still, in my order, the pecking order is still, PSA is still number one. You know, at this point, I don't think it's that close. I think SGC is too. And then it's good to see Beckett making a move with Pristine. Mm-hmm. My question was, could I also then just send you raw cards to sub when you get them back, sell them? That's not really an option yet. That to me would have been a valuable piece to add. Did you? Well, there there are some additional details. If you go to pristine uh, forward slash grading, uh, they won auction host of the year, by the way. I saw that. Which um, makes sense. They do a ton of transactions for like normal people. I don't know if you mentioned that if you if the card sells for over $500, they will cover the grading costs, by the way. So oh, I didn't know if that. If you send in a card to Beckett, okay. you can mark it to be auctioned on pristine once in no upfront charge. Once it gets to pristine, if it sells for over 500, they cover that cost. Okay. So that's it. So there you go. So there's like some of your hobby news. Other for the than rest that, of the year, by the way, that, that oh. that's a limited time for now. Other than that, not a lot of huge takeaways from the summit. It was good to get out there. Yeah. But yeah, not a ton of other like big takeaways. So that's kind of like your news rumors. That's your SGC um, stuff. Uh, the competition with so rare. I did want to preface a couple of things that is going to increase your odds uh, of doing better because be good if, if we haven't already mentioned that. Well, That'll we help. haven't mentioned this episode. One of the biggest prizes is that you will have uh, a chance to win uh, World Series tickets. So if you win in the the third week of competition, that is where you get uh, World Series tickets in first place. The thing about uh, playing this game is when you sign up on So Rare MLB, you get all these common cards. Again, there's no cost to enter, no cost to play. You will get all these common cards uh, given to you, and then you enter those guys as your fantasy team for that week of play. Again, enter before Friday noon Eastern time. The only thing is that you may have players that aren't actually playing in the series. So what you want is to play each week leading up to week three and four, because as you play each week, you will be given additional common cards as a reward. So you will then increase your chances to have players who will be playing to get more points to win those prizes. How do I rig the event so I get the World Series tickets? <laughs> Is that a, oh, I'll save the mailbag. Solid question. That's a mailbag for sure. So one thing that we, you guys probably have seen, if you are following card uh, card porn, they had this thing about guys losing cards in the mail and then not having proper insurance and basically. They're just out there. They have no recourse at this point. Things that guys need to be aware of, because as the card hobby grows, not just for us who are already in the hobby, but for all of those. Look joining- at the difference, by the way, real quick. Look <laughs> by at the that. way. Look at the difference. Mike this thumb looks like your hand. He basically broke his hand. This thumb looks like a normal hand. You <laughs> God, see the difference? Right in the middle. I'm just so sorry. This is a Jesse. <laughs> okay, just let me finish. Protect um, your hand. Protect your cards. The, as the card hobby continues to grow, people are also going to take advantage of it. As you heard, I never mentioned this because I was kind of nervous. Uh, GTS got robbed not too long ago. Uh, they did? Yeah. Did you not hear about that? No. Yeah. They got like, like their, their warehouse? Their warehouse. And that was like. 
maybe a week or two after where I said, yeah, if I'm going to rob somebody, I'm just going to rob a distributor. Let me ask real quick. <laughs> that was, that is just happenstance. It had nothing to do with anything. It was out in California. Did you do I, it? It was in California. Um, so, and then there was also like this news break in at some guy's house, stealing Kobe cart, like Kobe. it continues to happen. More and more guys are getting ripped off. Uh, really one of the best things to do at this point is insurance. But here's the caveat. If you think you have insurance, you may need to double check if there's coverage because there are a lot of guys who say, yeah, I got coverage. However, what a lot of insurance companies will do is they'll give you coverage, but they, if you don't go into detail by saying like, yeah, I also travel with those cards. I'm buying and selling and flipping those cards. They may come back and say, oh, you lost those cards or someone stole them when you were at a show. Those were only meant, that coverage was only meant if it was in your house, like safe. Now we're not going to cover you. Yeah. Homeowners, by the way, almost never covers collectibles. So it, Very you rarely. have to ask. And you have to have video documentation of it. Exactly. So you have to ha have specific uh, coverage for this. And that's why I'm mentioning this because you need to go to your insurance agent. You need to let them know you are looking for additional coverage beyond just what your homeowner's policy covers and let them know what you are going to be doing with it. If you are going to be taking it out of the home, let them know that because the they're going to add in like riders and things like that, where it's going to increase your premium, but it will actually give you coverage. Should anything happen? I had a guy reach out to me uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. It was, I think JB collectibles is on Instagram. He was saying like, he's got a, a collection, like 400 grand or something like that. So I'm about it, JP pretty impressive uh, collection. But it, it, at first it was like 1500 bucks for the, the coverage, which for the that's year, a, yeah, which is actually still a lot because I mean you think I was about say that's like 120 bucks. Yeah, I mean it's is that it's, right? Wait a minute, it doesn't matter. You're, it you're does matter. Close. It's 150 bucks. There you go. So, Ten, two, carry the one. It's like 140. Right. How much? Well, how much is it for the year? I'm not moving on. 1500. I'm gonna say 130. It, it's not even the number he ended up paying. Because 125. Dang it! Once he talked to the guy, he talked to uh, to the insurance agent Didn't and cover. let him know that he's going to be traveling. That was not going to be what the cost was going to be. Once that was all factored in, it's actually five grand a year for coverage, knowing that he is taking some of these cards to show shows, buying and selling and flipping and all that. Whoa, so five. Now, that seems insane. Now, there are other. Now I say all this because. If you're going to go to a, a an agent, your insurance agent, tell them what you're doing. See what pricing there is. There are other card-specific dealers in the hobby who provide insurance. In fact, we met a guy at you the did. show. I wasn't there. I didn't know this. Oh, I'm well, glad you I, did, though. I'm I met him good. At, uh, I think I actually met him at um, the National or may, maybe Mint. Uh, and then I met him again. Or Just I say weekend? met because I forgot it. But yeah, I met him. Uh, we talked this last weekend. He said, actually, he thinks he could do a lot better as far as pricing goes. The only thing is... 416 a month, by ooh. the way. I don't pay that for my house insurance. I know. That's why it's that's why it's crazy. But you also aren't taking your house around with you, like traveling with it, and it's not easily pocketable is and stolen. Is collectible still an insurance thing? Isn't that one of the names? Uh, so that's the thing. I, I don't remember the name. I have his card. I'll What I'll do is I'll find out for the next episode. Okay. Um, but he, he was saying that they do provide insurance. Now, here's the thing, though, too. I don't know anything about it. I can't rep his insurance company. Not that no, it's no. bad in any way, but I would say do two things. Once I find out who it is, you can look into him, but also just contact your insurance agent. Tell them specifically about the collectible. So real quick at, at my house. So how I, I've done it. 
but again, it doesn't really cover it on the road. You're right. I don't think maybe it does is I have a business policy and my home is a place of business. And then I had a, I have a running sheet of what's of my inventory and it is covered under my business umbrella policy. But yeah, it's not just like on your renters. It's not just on your homeowners 99% of the time. And even if it is, like Jesse said, there's a bunch of factors that play into it. So you got to be careful with that type of stuff. Nick? Talk to me, fellas. It's Nick! <laughs> what do you got, Mr. Boy? Swisher. How are you, I sir? I told you this guy has energy. How are you? Is that, tu- is that Tupac on the hat there? Oh, yeah. Is it? It's all a dream, okay. bro. You know what I'm saying? I did, like it. Did you know that was a Tupac line? Dude, I grew up in Lawrence. Don't worry about me and my, wow. my 90s rap. My 90s hip hop. Leave it to me and Nick, sweetheart. That's right, Nick, baby. We That's are... right. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're recording right now. However, we'll cut all this into. So we can leave this. I'm I okay with it. I guess we could. But, that was the uh, intro. <laughs> Nick, welcome. Thank in. you, yeah, guys. Nick Swisher, welcome. Uh, baseball great legend, IMDb actor. Welcome to the show. I, I'm going to talk to you about your appearance on how you met, how I met your mother as well. But tell us what do you how how are you, man? What's been going on, dude? Things are great, fellas. You know, just, just being a dad, right? Enjoying my two little girls. I got a nine year old and a six year old uh, family man. Yeah, exactly. Right. Kind of like a stay at home dad, you know, maybe like a trophy husband in a sense right now. Uh, I stay at home. I stay at home, but I've never been accused of being a trophy. So. <laughs> okay, That's fine. No, I feel like uh, Joe, my wife is absolutely dominating right now. She's filming season three of her show. Sweet Magnolia's on Netflix. Can so you I tell her, by the way, can you just let your wife know? I'm sure she's a wonderful woman in the nicest sense possible. I actually hate your wife. Why? That show is Dude, Hannah, between that and that stupid horse show. Oh, she's watching it. All day in my house. It's probably a good Talk show. Talk to me, bro. That's what Dude. we need, baby. That's the type of viewers we need. You know what I'm Listen, saying? Listen, oh. you know you you have an IMDb credit for that show as well. Did you know? You were in an episode. I don't know if you know that. Season sure he probably knows. Season two, well, episode eight, fellas. Check it out. You know what I mean? I like it. I am going to check it out. When's the last time you were insulted like this on a podcast? That's the real <laughs> question. How is that an insult? We, we try to get compliment. right into it. No, I meant my, I meant my, yeah, she loves that show and she loves the horse. What is that horse show? You know what I'm talking Homeland. about? Homeland. Oh God! Yeah. Thanks no. to her, my daughter also. I, I, I tell you what, it, so. it has just been one of those things where I could not be more proud. Everybody from cast to crew to the, I so mean, cool. everybody is absolutely fantastic. Could not be more happy for all the success they're having. Nice. Okay. okay so when you're not being a great father and husband, uh, what are you doing right now to help kids? Because that's kind of the yeah. The hit big us with thing. the charity line. This is what we want oh, to highlight here. Line. Oh yeah, you want to hear a little bit of that? I'm sure. No hear problem, about man. It. You know me. what? I, I, I've been more than blessed enough. Uh, to join the board of Every Kid Sports. Uh, It's an absolutely wonderful organization. I could not be more blessed to tie in with them. Actually met them over quarantine through the app Clubhouse. You remember Clubhouse? Everybody had their own little shows. And Mike's on there all the time. Yep. Yeah, exactly, right? So much fun. And for myself, I was able to meet everybody from Bob to Natalie. I mean, to to, uh, Arch. I mean, the whole nine. And listen, man. Like if kids want to play sports, that stuff is expensive yeah. and not everybody's able to afford all that stuff. So it's our job and what we're taking upon our shoulders is to do the best that we can to raise as much money as we can. So these kids can play these sports. You don't need to know who pays for your kid to play sports. We can help you out with that. So for myself to be able to join this amazing organization and to be on the board, I could not be more blessed coming up tomorrow, opening up a pack of baseball cards. Bro, I mean, come on, man. Who doesn't enjoy <laughs> opening up baseball cards? You know what I mean? Nick, you are by far the most energetic and ecstatic 
charismatic sports player we've ever had on the show. Athlete. I could not be more happy with the energy. I'm pumped about tomorrow night. So yeah, uh, because Nick, I'm I'm sure Tamara, you know, now that we have a few businesses and some of them have been pretty successful, we get the the charity pitch quite a bit. And honestly, a lot of them, it's not that they're bad. I just have no use. Like it's, it's nothing I relate to, but this is something for me. So Pop Warner football is my big thing. And it was like, yeah, it's, I think even back then it was like 275 for pads. Oh wow. And I was just like, yeah, our rent is like 300 bucks pretty sure we're not affording pads for me to go play, you know, get my head kicked in. So we did, there was like local charities that helped out with that as a kid. So this, this is why this charity was actually appealing. And then I told Tamara, this is always my rule. I don't care how popular the guy is. If he is a total drip, he is not allowed on the podcast. <laughs> if there's no, no personality, I agree, bro. And dude, I ain't got time for that neither, bro. He came on. The, he came on the first Zoom meeting with Tamara. He was like yelling and all excited. I was like, "This is perfect. He can have the podcast job, and if he wants to rip the cards, whatever. It's all, all right. right. It's on the table." <laughs> now, now to create the animosity, what was it like playing for the Yankees? Oh, bro, best thing that ever happened to me, right? <laughs> I mean, Mike, Mike's got a real uh, Boston vibe. If you couldn't tell, no, 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 no. I, I, I see that. It's I okay. see that little clover you got right there on your chest, big guy. <laughs> I, so, for the again, podcast only. I, unfortunately, the listeners, I went ahead and wore my official official Celtics jersey and my Patriots hat, just and really my Red Sox <laughs> underpants. I wanted to represent everything you can see and everything you can't see. I wanted to make sure it was well known. Um, Nick, I am curious about this. Any involvement involvement in the hobby right now? Like, are you a card guy on your own? Like, what do you, something you dabble yeah, so with? It, it's so funny. So back when I was a kid, man, I was humongous into cards, but that's because cards were absolutely huge back then. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I feel like I started getting into high school. I was still into it a little bit. And then I started getting off to college and then I kind of started my career of my own. Mm-hmm. And that was when I really started collecting, not necessarily baseball cards, but I collect like balls and bats. So oh, I have so many different baseballs and bats signed by Everybody from the first moment I stepped foot in the big leagues in 2004 to, I mean, I'm still getting autographs to today. I just did the home run derby X in Korea a couple of weeks ago and wow. was able to get autographs from some of the best Korean baseball players to have ever lived. So for myself, yes, maybe not as much baseball cards as I am, but collectibles, I'm all in there. And nowadays I'm really appreciating card collecting because I'm not as much into the NFTs because I don't want you to be like, hey, man, look at my new card. And you see a a, a picture (laughs) on your phone. I want to see the actual card. So I think it takes a lot more effort. It takes a lot more energy. Listen, I know the mint status of cards is absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, to be able to have something of that much value, I mean, come on, you're seeing baseball cards go for millions of dollars, but that's because they've been taken care of and they've been taken care of for decades upon decades, not just something that you bring up on an app on your phone. Well, yeah. So here's the other thing. I, the reason I bring that up too, I am curious because obviously we're ripping baseball tomorrow and we got some other stuff we want to throw in just to kind of juice the prices up and get the kids some more cash, you know, so you guys can, uh, for the charity. I, I am curious. Do you have any particular, like, are there a couple ball players that you either a are like a big fan of? I want to an, institute some sort of a bounty. If we had an auto of some of the guys you name, We'll, we'll throw in some more money for the thing tomorrow night. So who are you like? Are you a fan of anybody in particular? You have a favorite team? How, where's your loyalty? You, you know my favorite team's the pinstripes, big guy. You know okay. that. We, how, still, do cu- I mean, how do we cut his audio? How do we cut his audio? Is that possible? Or is, that, <laughs> is it too late in the game? Listen, I, I'm a New York guy through and through, bro. I don't even know okay. what to say. Okay, so, that's fair. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would definitely say that I'm a Yankee guy. Uh, I guess if you had to ask me who my favorite player is in the big leagues right now, it'd be hard for me not to say a guy like Aaron judge. Sure. Not only because of what he's able to do on the field, but because of the individual that he is off the field. 
I think that stuff means so much more. And so for myself to be still associated with the New York Yankees as an advisor, I could not be more blessed. So to be able to kind of rub shoulders with these stars that we have nowadays, uh, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it'd be hard not to say somebody like an Aaron Judge, somebody like a um, like a Francisco Lindor, because he's got that humongous smile. He's always having a good time. <laughs> okay. That's probably because he's got more zeros in his bank account than anybody could ever imagine. <laughs> but at the end of the day, to be able to have that joy and that passion and that love for the game of baseball. That's what I look for now, man. I know how hard the grind is. I know how hard it is to get to the big leagues, but I also know how hard it is to stay and compete at the highest level. So for these guys that are out there having the best times ever, man, just acting like they're little kids in the backyard. I mean, those are the guys that I really are attracted to. Man, so let me, that's awesome. Let me ask you this because I am curious. Wait, 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 wait. So if there is so a we're Aaron Judge pull. No, nope, any we, Yankee, any Yankee we buy auto. the 62 baseball that Aaron Judge hit. What and was then it? We was it a, million, a million bucks? Yeah. I'm in. That's fair. Three yeah. ways. What okay. is a million divided by three? <laughs> do the math. the math. So here's okay. what we'll do. We'll figure out the dollar amount, but every Yankee auto we pull. Yankee we'll couple, auto. Every okay. Yankee auto from tomorrow, we'll throw a couple hundred extra bucks in. Okay, sure. Yeah, why not? Do I have to run that by somebody on our side or no? I mean, you I'm probably the president of the company. Can yeah, I just? Well, it's there's, done. A, there's a finance. All right, team, Nick. Let so. me. Who did you come up with in 04, by the way? <laughs> Oakland A's. Did you come up with Oakland. Okay. So, uh, who, and who did you grow up like? Who was your team growing up? Chicago Cubs. My dad played for the Cubs. Yeah, baby. Oh, we, I didn't. I love the Cubs. Because you met John Lieber once? <laughs> he, was, he picked me up over his head. Dude, okay, Nick, you want to talk about feats of strength. Lieber, shoulder press this dude. He, he's my he's my aunt's uh, nephew-in-law. And uh, I got to, he gave us tickets to a re- uh, Cubs game. Nephew-in-law. Got yeah. It. yeah that's is that a thing. a thing? Is that a thing? Yes, that's a 100% thing. What he came, are the chances he, he came could... to my uncle's place in Texas. We had a barbecue. He lifted me over his head. It's not How a big deal. Happens to everybody. How old were you? Uh, probably like 12, 13. Now to be fair in fifth grade, I was five eleven, 180 pounds. So by 12, <laughs> so you've 13, gone a little bit. We're not going to by 12, 13. I was sure. probably a solid two, a little over. So that's impressive. Okay. I'm just bounty. Next person to lift your foot. Okay. We're <laughs> next not person to pull a John Lieber card. <laughs> How dare you? The next person to bench press you. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, so I am looking just to kind of give you an idea. So the Yankees are one of the best teams in the product we're ripping tomorrow night. You got judge autos, a rod. I mean, you got a bunch of the old school guys, Pettit. Uh, Jeter actually has ink in this. Glaber Torres, a young dude, Mariano Rivera. So there's actually a solid chance we hit those. So we're going to auction it off live by team. That way people can kind of bid it up and do whatever they want. And then obviously we're going to waive the platform fee. Just toss all the money to the kids. Again, when is that? Where is that? I don't have any more answers. That is Card Shop Live, (laughs) the app. Go and join it. There is a group called uh, Every Kid Sports, and it is at 7 p.m., Eastern time. Nope. Seven central, eight Eastern. Yeah. Eight, oh, seven eight central, Eastern. eight Eastern. I Dude, apologize. That's embarrassing. <laughs> time out. I was so You close. know what? Here's another thing. I if we so pull close. this, there's only 10 of these in existence. If we pull the Mariano Jeter dual auto, which is probably a couple grand, we're throwing in a thousand dollars. Okay. I don't know that we're going to hit that. I, I would think there's very slim chance, but any other Yankee auto will do an extra hundred bucks. Okay. Oh, I love that. I, mean, I love that. Hey, it's all for the kids, some, fellas. All for the kids. Yeah. Yeah, and I've got some stuff we can throw in for free. We should have milked Simmons into this. Bill's got plenty of cash. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, we should have gotten him in here for sure. Let's can you go text ahead and call him right now? Let's call him live. He loves yeah, that type he of loves stuff. That. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Nick, we're excited to do it. I mean, we're hoping this works out well for you guys, and we can kind of make it a monthly thing. You know, either with you or another athlete or whatever. What are the chances I get to talk to my childhood hero, Ken Griffey Jr.? 
Is he with you or no, no. You know what? I, I okay. Hey, Junior, are you here? No, no, no. He just left, bro. He just, he just left. Okay. He just, off. He, he just went to quick, catch a quick nine, you know, just want to check. I just say if Junior was around, I was going to turn my hat backwards. I mean, He's not by here. The way, you, you and a, a, a gazillion other kids are your childhood <laughs> idol. And by the way, rightfully so. Dude, that was my guy. Griffey was my guy. And then Pedro Martinez growing up in Boston, Pedro was, yeah. did you ever, you must've faced Pedro at I some did. point, right? I did. I faced Pedro when he was with uh, kind of the end of his run with Boston. And then I faced okay. him in the uh, world series when he was with the Phillies. Oh, I forgot he went to the Phillies. Is that when they had holiday and, and, uh, Cliff yep. Lee? Was that? Yep. Yep. Good yep. grief. Have fun trying to they, hit that They won 2008 the and then we won 2009 when the Phillies went back and we ended up beating the Phillies. Oh, snap. Okay, let me nerd out for just a minute. We don't get to talk to professional athletes all the time. I am curious, like, talent's in the game right now. Obviously, Judge stands out. He's having a sure. crazy season, which, by the way, I'm a, I'm a Sox fan. I, I, am, I would love to see the kid win the Triple Crown just because it's historic. It's whatever. Who in the game is, like, that type of it? Like, who are the other guys that just catch your attention? Like, Judge, Lindor. Who else are you a fan yeah, of? It's, it, it, I mean, if you're looking in the same, you know, almost right there in the same city, Polar Bear Pete, you know, Pete Alonso, absolutely fantastic. Killing I it. mean, look over there in St. Louis, what, you know, Nolan Arenado and, and, and Paul Goldschmidt are able to do. I mean, literally the list just goes on and on. You know, Arise, who just won the batting title for the Minnesota Twins, probably never even Luis. really heard of that guy. Yep. But to be able to see the bat to ball skills that are coming into play, I mean, there's not a whole lot of dudes hitting over 300 anymore like there was back in the day. I mean, you know, Jeff McNeil just won the batting title for the Mets. Uh, absolutely fantastic season for him. Uh, but I, I think just in general, I mean, if you're talking about an elite athlete that just kind of pops off the screen, it's hard not to say a Shohei Otani. I mean, there's he's no, crazy. Oh, I've never seen anything like it. There's no doubt. I'm so I mean, glad they, to hear I think that. it's the first time in the history of the game that he's something like top five and Cy Young, top five in MVP or something, something crazy like that. The most disappointing thing, in my opinion, all of baseball is the fact that the Angels cannot like they oh. just need to make every AL team a playoff. Like, just keep expanding the wild card to get Trout and Otani in. <laughs> so they finally it can is make it. I hate that. Like, those are two of the best players in the game. The postseason thing kills me. Like yeah. the fact that we don't get to see him. So yeah. it is crazy. And and hopefully, you know, I mean, listen, you know, Shohei just signed that one year deal. Uh, but you know, listen, I know he wants to win. And oh, if boy. he ain't winning don't. over there in, you know, oh, boy. with the Angels, somebody else will pick him up. I can promise you that. That's not a rumor. That's a fact. We just heard it from Nick Swisher. He, I don't is, need, he is going somewhere else. Here's the deal. I don't need Shohei in New York. Are the Sox, <laughs> let me just, I just want to double check this. Oh, by, okay. They're 21 games back. Doesn't look like they're making it this they year. They could make it though. However, my boy Chubby Devers, I called. Oh, Raphael, yeah. he's hey, killing bro, it. But. One, of the, one of the best players in the game we got going on right now, for sure. Hey, Nick, before you take off, a uh, couple questions from our listeners. They, we told them you were coming on today. Uh, it basically just relates to, to stories. If you have any, uh, Jeff Ng wanted to know, do you have any weird stories from playing right field in Yankee stadium? Uh, other than it was just a party every single night, best, best <laughs> four years of my life, bro. Uh, do people like yell at you? Like, are people yes, like, but just most of the time I'm in the stands anyways, bro. Playing right field is awfully boring, right? There's not a, you know, oh, okay. not a whole lot of action <laughs> going on, especially in Yankee stadium. It's such a short fence. So you, oh. I mean, you're almost like a hockey goalie. If you're thinking about it, anything <laughs> over your head is normally a home run. Uh, sure. So for someone like me, man, I love getting all up in the stands, being able to look around, see who was out there. <laughs> and I love playing outfield on the road as well, especially Fenway and Wrigley. No doubt because Fenway, bro, they will let you have it. And That's Wrigley awesome. field, same thing, bro. Cause everybody's right on top of you. I love those oh, older awesome. stadiums. They're not as, 
uh, they're not as kind of like spread back. It's almost like they're yeah. just put like right on top, right on top. And that's yeah, such that's a cool awesome. feeling. Have you podcasted before, Nick? Well, look at I'm actually setup. just, I'm actually just starting my starting my first podcast. Just signed a deal with podcast one. Uh, it's, Bro. it's called the Nick Swisher Show. And I'm really, I'm really excited, man. Trying to show show people another side of me. Obviously, everybody knows me from the sports side, uh, but this is more of my um, uh, more of my uh, uh, just will and 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 wanting to know more. Uh, yeah. I feel like now we're living in a world where you know instant gratification all over the place. I've got two oh, young yeah. daughters, and I've noticed that sometimes when they struggle, they want to give up on things quick. So this is where I want yep. to interview all sorts of psychologists, successful people, men, women all over the planet to figure out what their process is. Because I feel if individuals understood more of the process and were more process oriented rather than goal oriented, mm -hmm. it would work out a lot better. 75% of kids stop playing sports by the time they're 13. If they had more of a process driven understanding of the sport that you cannot be perfect, that you cannot yep. be the best. And you just work and work and work. Hard work will always get you to the top. So hopefully, you know, I can, you know, interview some awesome people, really, really enjoy Dude. this and have a blast with it. I was going to say, cause, cause you're t like most guests I always struggle with. Cause they're always off. The timing's always terrible. When one person finishes talking, they have to take like three breaths and they start talking. Yeah, there's exactly. all this downtime and they're terrified to talk over people. I'm actually very can impressed I, by your by the skill can like I also, Jesse talking I'm, over yeah, me. Well, because I was going to say something, you jumped in before that, so sure. I will talk over you. I have to let you know, Nick, that that resonates so much with me because my daughter is constantly like she sees we watch YouTube a lot of the house, and you see like these people doing amazing things, and so you just little kids think, oh, well, I'm gonna go do it, and if they're not great at it right off the bat, like these people are, then it's like, oh well, I can't do it. Then it's not something I am great at, and so she gives up. I think that going through the process like that is something to help kids realize like what it takes to get there is going to be so uh, educational to little get little kids who need to know it's not an overnight thing. I love what your subject matter is. Bro, That's no, cool. no doubt about it. it, it and, and hopefully it's not just all young kids. Hopefully there's some adults out there that need to hear this as well. Right you know, here, listen, baby. Man, I mean, it, Rome wasn't built in a day. No one got to the top by themselves. There are so many things that people need to learn. And for myself, Listen, yes, a lot of the stories that I tell have to deal with athletics, but I'm a human being just like everybody else, man. I put my pants on one leg at a time like everyone else. And sometimes you need a little kick in the ass or sometimes you need a little runway to understand that, hey, life isn't all that bad. Yeah. And so for myself, I want to branch off of this podcast into my motivational speaking. And nice. I think being able to interview some of these amazing people, I'm going to take bits and pieces away from everybody. And then hopefully one of these days when I'm a manager in the big leagues, all nice. these amazing things that I've learned along the way, culture wise, treating people the correct way, understanding how to get the best out of people, understanding there's a process to everything, then hopefully that could turn into being one hell of a manager. I think we end it there. You can't, yeah, you, we're you good can't do any better than that. I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow night. So tomorrow night, seven o'clock central time card shop live app under every kid's sports. It'll be on their channel. Yep. Nick Swisher and me will be dual streaming it. I'll be ripping. He'll be commentating and going nuts. Like he is now when we hit big cards, <laughs> we'll have a, a big bounty. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, thanks for the time, man. We look forward. I'm, I'm hoping tomorrow night goes well so we can help the kids out, but honestly, so that we can make this a recurring thing and really, you know, go somewhere with it. No doubt, man. Me too. I mean, listen, you guys are taking me back to being a little kid, bro. When you guys sent me this box, <laughs> of cards right here. All I want to do is just rip it open, bro. Like that's all I'm thinking about doing. So I'm so excited and I'm really, really blessed that you guys want me to be part of this, man. And hopefully this is awesome, man. We can do this more times than this.
Thank awesome. you, Nick. Well, good deal. We'll catch up with you tomorrow night, man. Have a good day. All right, baby. Sounds like a plan, fellas. I'll catch you all tomorrow. All right, see we'll you, see you. Bye-bye. Peace. Awesome. Not bad for a Yankee. I would say that. <laughs> Not bad for a Yankee. Um, that was Nick Swisher, ex-Yankee player, Every Kid Sports. Uh, yeah, so we're excited. It should be fun tomorrow night. That's why I wanted to have him on the pod, by the way. That wasn't really part of the thing, but I was like, this dude just, people like hearing from athletes, and he's just super exciting and engaging. So I think people like the idea of hearing from athletes, and then they hear from them, oh, and it's my, like, dude, oh, I don't know if I cared for that, because they, they just don't bring the energy like they bring it on field or something like and that. And they wait to respond Fine. and then I'll talk, but that dude just jumps in. He's cutting. I love that's, that's perfect. So very good. Awesome. Uh, we have like five, 10 minutes left. You want to just bang Mail- out some quick mailbag bag mailbag. Uh, I can't say it. I, I tried to say mailbag nobody, normally, but I couldn't do it. Nobody minds. James Robles top three players to invest now before MLB playoffs start. Do you have a thought on this, Mike? I know this is not, I know it's okay. not original and you don't care. Um, so oh, wow. I, I still like the judge thing. I think judge is going to make noise in the playoffs. I, I don't, I know you're buying at the all time high, which is what I just he's come did. down a little bit. Yep. I, I do. I think there's room there. Cause I think he's gonna have a crazy season. You know, he mentioned Pete Alonzo. Obviously you have to be specific with playoff teams. And to me, it's who's got a big bat and could do something. And then you just have to be ready to capitalize quick, like sell fast. So to me, like a guy like judge Vlad, cause he's got a crazy bat when he's hot. Uh, and I, and I do, I actually like, Alonzo, and I would even throw in Soto. I don't know what Soto is going to actually do, but that's another kid like we've seen get hot and go on some crazy, crazy stretches. So if that's the case, like, and they're going to be in the wild card series, and the wild card is on a one game playoff this year, it's a th- best of three. I believe it's best of three, which is huge for them. So I, I'm I'll so go with that. I'm so cautious about your judge take though, because because what what pumps him higher at this point? He hits a walk off home run. In the for first 63. Round. I mean, no, no, no. In the pl- was- nope. In the playoff, I'm saying he hits a walk off prime time home run in the playoffs. Okay. All right. We'll see. I, I don't know that it's the wisest thing, and I wouldn't do it if like you're down to your last $200 to spend. Yeah. But I, I threw some in the mix. See what happens. Uh, let's see. Grab let's a few go- more. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go over to Andre. Uh, ooh, Andre Joseph. I mean, I always butcher his last name. Uh, Boulez, I believe. So this is a question because he's going to the uh, Midwest Monster Card Show here. I think that's in a couple weeks. So his question is, he has a $200 budget, and he wants to know best investment for a long-term hold on a recent NFL or in an NBA rookie. Okay, so I went, I actually just spent a bunch of money. The card show at the Summit was super slow, so I ended up just doing a bunch of buying. Oh, you did? I don't remember seeing your cards. I think I bought 18 cards. I thought we talked about this the other day. I ended up buying a bunch of Trey Young. Because he is unbelievably cheap right now. Okay. People are going to laugh. I bought a bunch more Ben Simmons. His market has tanked. And he came out in a little bit of ball they've played together. You know, they're playing 10 meaningful minutes at this point mm-hmm. in their in their preseason or whatever they call that. I, I think Simmons and I think the Nets are actually going to be really, really good. And I bought some Zion stuff. Zion only because his new comps have been quite a bit higher. And some people were kind of sleeping on his old comps. So I picked up some Zion. I think that I, I might have bought a Tatum or two. But like I'm going with like young guys who I know can score at elite levels and who are kind of down either because of the hype or whatever. But Simmons, he just missed the whole year. So I think I think those are decent. And it's longer term because you're gonna have to wait till the season comes and they actually play. Okay. BJ Kroger. Uh hey Jesse, what's the best non-sports product to invest in? Honestly, right now it seems like some of the biggest attention is going towards Star Wars, especially I think they just released like a new thing where they're doing parallels and numbered and things like that. Mama Breaks, in fact, I was talking to her a little bit about it too at the show. But that product seems to be doing very hot in the resale market. 
just something to consider. She, Star Wars. she brought that up to me too. Star Wars. I was like, well, it's it's funny. I that didn't realize it was that good. There is such a market for it. Here's my other, you know, this is a hot take. I don't know if anyone wants to follow it or hot. not, but here's, here's a hot take for you. There does seem to be some uh, increased market in TCG, not just Pokemon, but like Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh! There's like a few other. I think we talked about Disney's got one coming out. Just something to keep your eye on. I don't have a specific one that's, a, you know, other than Pokemon, we already know there's a pretty decent market right now for that. But the fact that there are these other ones coming in means that there are probably going to be some decent opportunities for things to just pop off. Like it's just going to blow up for a second. It doesn't mean that everything you buy will, but keep an eye out. That's all I'm going to say. I got, I got one. I want to hit for sure. From okay. Don, Donnie G J rod buy sell hold. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be in that three game wildcard series. It looks like they're going to play the Rays. I don't know how you cannot sell him right now. I think they're going to beat the Rays and J Rod. I mean, again, talk about a guy who's finally going to have the spotlight on him. Mm-hmm. I, I for sure would hold him. And I, I almost like Judge, though. I don't think it's the worst idea if he went out and bought his stuff either. Okay. Well, one at least hit that one. That one was super timely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Do you do you have any thoughts on John Bourne's question? Prospects that disappointed in 2022 that might bounce back in 2023? I mean, a little bit. So like Spencer Torkelson's a guy who had an underwhelming season. People think he's going to be very, very good. Mm-hmm. And in the bigs, Jason Dominguez, you know, if you listen to scouts talk, they still will say he's an unbelievably talented teenager. Like at some point, things are going to click for him. But in terms of bouncing back, I just, I don't follow the game enough to know who's going to break out. You know, Bobby Witt ended up turning it around quite a bit. Um, Casey Mize was another guy kind of had ups and downs Although the year before had some unbelievable stretches where he had a no hitter and I don't know if he had a perfect game, but for sure a no hitter. So th- those are some of the guys. Um, the Red Sox have a couple of kids too. Blaze Jordan. I, I think Blaze still sells pretty well, mm-hmm. but he was yeah. at a clip. I think it was last year. We had a, like a wicked bat. Like if that kid gets hot in winter ball, that's a guy whose stuff could easily spike again. So to me, and that's that's always the rule with me, in general, stick with home run hitting prospects. That is the easiest thing to move their needle if you're just buying them to, to flip. Here's a question for you. This is a question from Jesse Gibson from okay. Mailbag. Have you heard of this player who's a French player? No. His last name is, his name's Steve. Last name is Hoyufat. Oh, I just saw this the other day. Did you see this? Well, I don't even know what, is he a baseball player? No, he's a basketball player. Basketball, yeah. okay. Uh, he's a professional. Maybe, I saw the jersey. maybe he comes over to the NBA. That would be kind of insane to hear announcers do that. Uh, and just a fun question for you. Uh, let's go on to Matt De- oh, DeCarolus. Buy, buy one, sell one, hold one. Ant-Man, Zion, Luca. I think I would buy Zion at this point because the other two are still pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think Zion's going to come back. Uh, he looks in shape. I think I'm probably still in general selling Luca. I think, and I think I'm holding it, man. Fair. But I don't have any problem if you're holding Luca either. I mean, I'm going off his parameter, so. Um, Hayes Chandler Hudson, coach cards. We've always hated getting them in packs, but I think coach cards of classic coaches are cool. I've been collecting cards of Saban, Wooden, Krizuski. Coach K. Yep. And then, that's actually pronounced Shashevsky. No, it's not. Mike Shashevsky, coach of Duke for years. Wow. Forever. Will so, they ever get any hobby love? Those actually do. Like if you go big name really? coaches, yeah. Same huh. thing with like Bill Belichick. He has mm-hmm. almost nothing packable and he used to just almost write it out like in penmanship, not uh, cursive. Big name coaches actually sell pretty well. So I, but I mean, again, I want a guy who I'm going to see on the field, not necessarily a coach. Would Phil Jackson get love? 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All the all-time greats, I think, would probably get some love. Okay. So, hey, by the way, this was another question, too, I wanted to make sure we hit. Is there any consensus on relative value of grades? Uh, Mikey oh, F. asked this. Yes. First of all, consensus, no. Uh, aside from a few things, PSA 10 is number one. And now, we're not including the BGS 10, because that is a pristine. We're not including SGC 10 gold label, and we're not including the black label. Okay. But for me, for the easily attainable grades, so PSA 10 is a gem mint card. That is by far the number one. BGS gem mint is 9.5. It's not 10 for an SGC. It's a 10. So again, PSA and SGC are just one through 10. Mm -hmm. BGS is a 9.5. Do you think that hurts them? I don't know if that's the reason they're hurt, but obviously people like the 10 model because PSA is clearly number one in general. SGC 10 is about even with the majority of BGS 9.5s. And then CSG is now a 10. So old school green label, ugly CSG 9.5s, which was gem mint. Yeah. Those are now black label CSG 10s. They're new gem mint. They still, by the way, we have guys on the page try to defend them. This came up multiple times at the card show too. They don't move for ultra modern. There is not much premium built in, despite the fact I think they're a reputable grading company. They've just still failed to hit the resale market side for whatever reason. I don't need the one-offs. People always like to send one-off. There's one example. It's it's ridiculous. In general, people at the show will tell you, and at almost every show, they are a tough move. Um, but they're grading a ton of cards, so maybe that changes. Uh, let's see. Zach, one more. You got one more? Let's see. I do. Can I do a nonsense one? Because we haven't had a Go single ahead. nonsense one. Jason Schaefer, what is, is the song you secretly like but are embarrassed to admit? What is yours? His is All Night Long by Lionel Richie. Which I don't know why anybody's embarrassed to admit that song. That's just, um, what's that song? I think it plays in like that movie. I think Jerry Maguire or something like that. It's like, no, it's like. Oh, Eric Clapton? How dare you? Is that not? That's a great, Clapton's a great. Do people like that song? I I don't like that song. song. I danced with Eric Clapton's song. That was my wedding song. What was it? Uh, You Look Wonderful Tonight. I've took me a second. Oh, wow. You almost forgot that was that a song. mistake. That was a mistake. Yeah. We both agreed we would have danced something better. <laughs> you know the song that came up the other night when I was with you, as a matter of fact, in Vegas? That's Stu- It's Will Smith's kid. Um, oh, dude, that yes, song comes on all the time. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate the song. Fair. I've heard I it so my, much now. I take back my choice. I don't need to be humming that in a, in a room full of men like I did last time, but <laughs> yep, that's mine. I will take that. Uh, there you go. That's the podcast. Not a bad show, especially with Nick Swisher bringing the energy. Love that. I did like that. I hope he comes back. That's pretty cool. So there you go. Sports cards nonsense brought to you by the ringer podcast network powered by Spotify. We are back next week, Monday and Thursday. Do we have guests next week? Do we, uh, well, we do have uh, SGC joining us at some point. I don't know oh, if yeah, it's Pete, next week or the week after. Yeah, Pete, the president. Let's schedule that out when we're done here so we can kind of get the thing. And then Jason from Soccer Cards United, we talked to. He is going to be a monthly recurring guest. And honestly, during the World Cup, I'm going to see if he'll come on and do like a 10-minute, 5 to 10-minute like quick update on the shows he's not featured on. Okay. Because that's such a massive like hobby event. Sure. Um, slow week with releases. We'll have a kind of a bigger one next week. We'll do that as well. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Podcast of the year. We're signing off. We'll see you Monday. Bye-bye.